0: What up, Tri-State area? It's your boy, Do It All, Do Pray Kelly from that legendary hip-hop group, Lords of the Underground. And I'm an ambassador for the New Jersey Devils. Right now, you're checking out Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN Radio. Hey, Larry, let them know what stories chief rocking for the day. You never know what you have. I got you, partner. Hour number two. All right, Nicky, you heard what the man said. Let's go. Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. Let's talk NFL, shall we? The rule proposals, there's some changes. Adding a booth umpire and tech advisor for the referees. Yes, the NFL making plans to experiment in the 2020 preseason with new officiating positions that would be similar to a sky judge. The experiment would include creating a booth umpire and a senior technology advisor who would each have access to video and the ability to either make officiating calls or communicate to the referee based on what they see. Longer timeouts. Longer timeouts. Hey, did you hear? We've got another series for you next season. You love The Last Dance? Well, we've got the Tom Brady series. Yep. Brady's journey to each of his nine Super Bowls with the Pats will be the subject of an ESPN series release next year entitled The Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. The nine-episode series will include a look from Brady's perspective. Brady's perspective at the six NFL titles and three Super Bowl defeats he was part of. The series will be produced by us ESPN 199 Productions. That's Brady's production company, and Gotham Chopra of Religion of Sports. Ryan Fitzpatrick says he's excited to team with Tua Tagovailoa, but he still wants to start. He says, "Listen." I'm as competitive as they come, so I want to go out and start. We'll hear from Ryan Fitzpatrick in a moment. But first, I want you to hear from Jim Rooney. He was on DiPietro Canty and Rothenberg today, and he says, you know what? I'm happy with the progress the NFL has made this week in regards to making those adjustments to the Rooney
1: Rule. I like where where we got to with with two in the pool. You know, the idea that that you have more than one candidate, one minority candidate, I think really does change the mindset, and all the science shows that that it that it helps people sort of look beyond their biases. So I'm glad we did that at least for the head coach head coaching position. I like that we went to the coordinators and and the assistant coaches. That there's now going to be a Rooney Rule requirement there, and then I like that that in all of the jobs we're including minority and women candidates for, you know, uh, uh, you know, office, office jobs, PR jobs, etc. So, so that's good. And I think we should, we should celebrate that we made progress this week,
0: but then we need to make a little bit more. As I mentioned, Brian Fitzpatrick was on zoom with our Cameron Wolf and he says, I want to play. Yeah. I just think there has to, I mean, I'm, I'm as competitive as they come, so I want to go out there and start. I know there's a lot of forces that go into it from all kinds of different uh, sides. So uh, whether that happens or not, who knows? But I know that in order for our team to be successful, whoever's playing in that quarterback room has to be successful. So whether that's me out there doing everything I can to put the team in a position to win, or whether that's somebody else, you know, be it Tua, that is out there doing it. And I'm going to do the best I can uh, uh, to help him to make sure that our position is doing the things to make our team win. And that's just kind of that's my mentality. That's how I think about it. But you know me very well, I think, from last year. And you know I want to be out there competing on Sundays. No question about it. And you know what? He, he's good enough to be the guy that makes you want to continue to play him. But if you're Miami, you have to make a decision. And I think Tua clearly is the future. So if he's ready to play, you got to put him under center. We'll talk about the NCAA in a moment, but I want to tell you about Alden Smith, who says he's grateful for his chance with the Cowboys. But Trey Wingo on Golick and Wingo this morning said, you know what? The Cowboys, they overpaid for the big fella. This is a guy who hasn't played a game. Hasn't played a game since 2015. And oh, by the way, Comparatively, yeah, they got him for a bargain. But who was bidding for Alden Smith? I actually think they paid him way too much money. Remember, Smith had been suspended since 2015 for violating the NFL's personal conduct and substance abuse policies. Well, we're talking about economics, right? Well, the Power Five schools will lose $4 billion if there's no football season. Heather Dennitz was on Get Up. And you know what? The Power Five commissioners, they plan to pay. And they plan to pay play in the fall to get some money
1: Every single Power Five commissioner that I've talked to has said we're going to be ready to go for the fall, but we are also planning for the possibility that there's no football season. So there still aren't answers. Remember, the SEC right now, the athletic directors today are going to meet in that conference with their health officials to see if the SEC is going to open up for voluntary workouts, just like Ohio State. They're going to make a recommendation to the university presidents and chancellors who will meet tomorrow. So we're still in the baby steps phase of, of all this. Uh, maybe we'll see college football. I think if they can play, they will play. And I know that all of those commissioners are talking every single day to try and figure out how.
0: Uh, Four billion dollars. Yeah, they're talking and they're talking a lot. Speaking of talking and not talking a lot, that's the Jets and Jamal Adams. They don't seem to be biting on the long term deal. That's what Kay LaGreca talked about today on TMKS. If you have a great player and you know he's a great player, well, you got to pay the going freight. Somebody's going to. Somebody's going to pay Jamal Adams that. So why won't the Jets do it? Yeah, but you can't always run your business based on somebody else is going to sign him. We don't know what other teams need. Like the Dallas Cowboys are a team that I think can compete in the NFC East. So maybe they feel that this is the player they can get him over the top so they might be willing to give you a first-round pick. Jets are still in rebuild, right? We don't expect them to be great this year. If you get a first-round pick from Dallas, plus your first-round pick that might be you know, in the top five or six next year, can't sneeze at that. You really can't, because if it's going to take a couple of years for the Jets to be good... But Don, you can't get that draft pick from a team that's about to win. You just can't. The Dallas Cowboys, even if they win the Super Bowl, right? Which I don't know if they will, but I think they could be in contention if they get Jamal Adams. You get the 32nd overall pick. That alone is not enough to change your franchise, but if you, you keep Keep the first round pick you already have they got two first round picks and maybe da- Dallas was 8-8 last year maybe they stumble and that pick turns out to be in the top 20 interesting and uh, you know what the Jets and Jamal Adams that's going to be a story that we're going to keep talking about because I'm telling you Jamal wants his money let's talk to the NHL right all this talk about conference based playoffs what's going to happen when they come back well It's interesting. Elliot Freeman off Sportsnet said this plan could include a play-in tournament.
1: It's 5-12, 6-11, 7-10, 8-9, and it will be bracketed. So, you know, you're a big NCAA tournament basketball fan. In the NCAA tournament, the 8-9 winner plays one. The 7-10 winner plays two. The 6-11 winner plays three. And the 5-12 winner plays four.
0: All right, so let me break that down for you. The top four seeds would be determined by their standing points percentage when the regular season was paused. They would receive buys through a round of play-in series, best of five, that would feature the fifth seed to through the 12th seed, and that's what Elliot explained it to you. Well, it just won't go away, right? The last dance. Yeah, well, our good friend Bomani Jones on the Right Time Podcast spoke with Sam Smith. He was the author of The Jordan Rules. And Sam says, you know what, all this talk about Horace Grant being a snitch when it comes to sourcing for his book, he said it's moronic thinking because these folks were quoted on the record.
1: So now, in 1988 or 89, when this 22-year-old kid from rural Georgia comes to Chicago, finally I can get the information to write a book about... The Chicago Bulls because Horace Grant, who is you know, has never basically been out of Georgia his whole life, has now come to Chicago, can show me the way. I mean, this is such moronic thinking. I don't get how this keeps coming up. You know, it's just alone the notion if you read the book. Like it people are quoted on the record. It doesn't say league sources. Bill Jackson is quoted. Michael Jordan's quoted. They're all quoted saying stuff all the time. You know, and Michael brings it up. And and he brought it up because he doesn't like Horace. That's why he brought it up. Because Horace was the one who said, you know, hey, quit picking on guys. That was the interplay. I mean, I love that stuff. That was great stuff. You know, Horace enjoyed it, too. But this notion of that none of this could have happened without Horace is so stupid. It just amazes me.
0: Now Sam told Bomani there's a lot of media folks who really sided with Michael and they turned on Sam, those members of the media, because of the book. So he felt the choice was, who do you want to hang with? Me or Michael Jordan?
1: There's a lot of media sycophants with Michael too, who are still trying. There's always been, you know, people in the media a lot trying to, and that's what happened a lot when the Jordan rules came out. I let a lot of media turn on me because, like, who do you want to be friends with, me or Michael Jordan? Who's going to help your career more if Michael Jordan likes you versus, you know, it's not a matter of like or dislike. You know, in Chicago, it was incredible scenes. You know, TV would do, like, uh, things walking, you know, like where they walk outside and reporting, like in the rain, you know, holding an umbrella like you wouldn't know it's raining. And they did a walking thing and somebody kicked the Jordan rules down a sewer.
0: Poor Sam Smith, huh? (laughs) <laughs> still asking questions about the Jordan rules.